Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. On this week's episode of Barbecue Tech. I'm your host, Rod Simmons, joined by my partner, crime co-host, and the guy who likes to try something new all the time and make me look bad, Chris Ashley. What up, dog? What's up, my brother? Um, yeah, we were... Hello, I folks. chili was really good, man. I'm so happy you brought me some. Dude, I, I, I feel... Not even a spoonful. I actually feel relatively horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and that, That's not a feeling that comes along often, but uh, I have... I don't think I've made a batch of chili in the last three, four years that Rod and his family did not get some of because especially his wife, she's a she's a fan of my chili and she's a fan of my soups. And, uh, you know, she takes after me and my, she's a part of my own heart because she loves soup and chili and I do as well. And uh, Rod was traveling last week, so we held off on recording so we could get this episode in and, um, you know. And I made, I had been planning this chili for a while and I finally uh, was able to put it in and uh, man, this thing was banging. And that's what bums me out is that I, my neighbor got some, they loved it. <laughs> but my boy, my homeboy did not get any. I did not hear this part of the story. This just makes it even worse. But let's act like it was good, and I'll listen to your stories of uh, how fantastic it was, and the next time it won't be as good, but we'll at least get a little, we get to partake in your uh, your chili. But, all right, let's let's take a step back. Why did you decide to do, why, what made you want to try smoked chili? And then I definitely want to hear the process. Uh, so, I had been... I had been thinking about it for, I, I, I don't know why some of these things just hits me, but uh, I just, uh, I just start sitting around. I'm like, what can I smoke next that I haven't done before? So I always think about what I'm going to smoke that I have done before. Cause that's delicious. And then I start thinking, what have I, what haven't I smoked yet? And I was, when I thought about it, I was like, oh man, you know what? I don't, I, it's time, this time of the year is chili time. So I was like, how, how about do some smoked chili? So I started bouncing it off with my daughter because I, I try to incorporate her in these brainstorming sessions now. Um, 
And, uh, you know, she's actually getting pretty good at, you know, helping me being my muse, if you will, my barbecue muse. And, uh, so I started having the conversation and then I, then I just started, uh, thinking about it. Then I, then the next step I do is start doing research to see what other people are doing, have to other people to do it. And man, it's, it's out there. It, uh, a lot, a lot of folks do a uh, smoke chili, um, including the guys from Meat Church whose, um, recipe that I, I followed. Not, I didn't follow the recipe. I used uh, a lot of their techniques, uh, in, in doing this chili. And so that's, that's why, um, it was kind of easy to do, but there was a little mishap in front. So the first thing was the pot, right? So typically I'm, I'm, I've gotten lazy over the last couple of chilies and I've done them in the crock pot, which I don't mind doing. You know, I'll start them in a pot, uh, season them up, season up the, you know, the sauce, uh, I'll season up the meat and everything, the peppers, the onions, and then I'll just dump it all in the crock pot and then I will, uh, you know, let it cook down in the crock pot. And it always comes out good. It's just, but it's lazy. You know, I've worked in the restaurants for a long time and I've always made chili from scratch. And, um, you know, cr- even, even to the point where I usually buy, uh, whole peeled tomatoes and crush them with my hands in the pot just to give it some more body to the chili. Um, and, but, you know, however, however, whatever, how, however folks want to do it, it, it's fine. But the next step was the pot rod. And that's where a lot of investigation started going, going in into this thing. And then I asked you if you had a, um, uh, crusette, uh, well, specifically a Dutch oven. And, uh, you were like, yeah, I got, you, do you have, is yours a lock crusette? You're- um, I can't remember what name brand it is. I don't believe so. Uh, it might be, but it's not I've very, had it, I've had it. I honestly have had that thing for 20 plus years. Yeah. And is it how big is yours? It's huge. Oh, you it, have a big one. A big. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm actually looking at the guy on Meat Churches, and it's smaller than mine. Like I I went, I was like, Ooh. oh, Meat Church did a video on this. Let me go just take a peek. It is absolutely smaller than the one I have. Mine is a lot like longer. Oh, you but, have uh, the okay. You have the oval shaped one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's pretty big. Yeah, it's uh, one of the best purchases I've ever uh, made, and. Again, they are the nice thing about them is they're easily maintained. Um, is yours the full cast iron or is it? Uh, it, it, it has the it's enamel. I, I know it's glazed inside and outside with so it has the enamel. Okay, it has the an, yeah, yeah the enamel. Yeah, enamel. Cool. Okay, so that that's the thing, folks. That's kind of the start of this. So I looked at the video of what uh, homeboy was using, and I was expecting him to you know smoke some food and then put it in there in the pot and in, in the kitchen and smoke it down. But that's not what he did. He actually put his entire Dutch oven in the smoker. And that made me kind of sit up and I was like, Oh, wait a minute. Uh, that that's a nuance that I didn't think of. Um, so I watched their video, his chili looked good, but I knew I could do better. Um, just because I've been making chili for so long, <laughs> but no hate. But, uh, that was started. So I was like, okay, I got to get me a Dutch oven. And, um, I, I have, uh, uh, cast iron skillets, but I didn't have, I don't have a actually full on Dutch oven and never really needed one. So I began down this path of researching Dutch ovens because I, as a Jamaican, and I think I would probably assume a lot of, uh, probably, uh, folks who are from India and maybe some other, um, 
uh, West Indies uh, type uh, spots as well. I grew up with the term Dutchy or Dutch pot. And so that, so I was like, all right, what am I searching for here? Am I searching for a Dutch oven or Dutchy Dutch pot? And so I started researching to figure out what is there, are they interchangeable and people just using the terms that way? Um, are they one and the same? Are they different? And as it turns out, they're actually two different things. They do the same thing, but they're just made differently. So the Dutchy Dutch pot that, you know, that I grew up with is actually made from aluminum and aluminum Dutch ovens, if you will, are, are pretty popular. And, the, you know, well, and from what I've seen, they work every bit as well as a cast iron Dutch pot. They said it might give you a little bit of a tiny bit more hot spots from what I've seen. But other than that, um, yeah, they work perfectly fine. And you know, that's what I grew up using a lot of the uh, the stews that my mom would make, such as like the curry chicken or curry goat was made in her Dutchie. Uh, okay. when we, when we needed big batches of rice for like, you know, a big Thanksgiving dinner or something, they often made it in the duchy. So that thing is, uh, you know, that, that, that's been used forever. So, so I went back and said, okay, so the Dutch oven, what's the deal there? So as it's, uh, as its name, you know, cast iron, uh, but the Dutch oven is cat is because it's cast iron is really, really good at giving distributed even heat across the pot and so you have you're less likely to just have like certain hot spots on the pot which you know if anybody's ever made a big batch of something in a pot they've stirred it up and one side might be you know sticking to the bottom of the pot while the rest of it's fine and so you know that's a good thing to have and anytime you're trying to you know cook down a stew or something like that, you know, the whole point is it's got to cook for a long, long time. So you don't want anything like that. You want it to cook nice and even and even. So then I started researching a little further to see, well, okay, so what's the nuance with an actual, um, uh, crock pot. And so the crock pot, well, it's not close. Some of them, like the more expensive ones, are okay, right? Because what happens is depending on your crock pot, it's where the, how the warmers in the crock pot work. So the crock pot can give you the same issue because the warmers are usually on the, towards the outside. Yeah. They tend to be hotter than the rest of the, uh, you know, the crock pot. And then, so that's where you can develop the hot spots and you're not cooking your food evenly. I mean, even, you know, you're going to be starting. So there, there was a lot of research that I actually ended up doing for like a week or so. Yeah, we have a really good crock pot and I, <clears throat> I'd say, I mean, I know friends who have like crock pots for each day of the week. Uh, usually when we do a big <laughs> holiday event or a, a big like private party, like we've had our, you know, our kids having like a, like a end of year track party or a baseball party and they're at that. And we have a bunch of people at the house. So you tend to need a bunch of crock pots to heat this and heat that. And I have friends who can give you five or seven different crock pots for different use cases, but we have in our household one and it's, it's just a very, high quality crock pot and we're fortunate enough where we've never had the hotspot issue. And honestly, the first one I got the wife, it, uh, she loaned it out somebody and they dropped and broke the lid and we just couldn't get a lid replacement. So I wound up buying another similar, very similar model one, just more up to date and never looked back since then. It's just, we've been very successful with our crock pot, but yeah, it would never confuse that with my uh, Dutch oven. 
Right, right. And the one that I have is you know, the, the 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 handle on the side of the crock pot is gone. It's uh, a yeah. little, little bit dented, but it still kicks. I've taken that thing to tailgates. I, I've had it forever, but uh, I can't see myself using it ever again to do the chili. So to do my chili, at least <laughs> it just after this, I, I don't even know if I can make any other chili other than a smoked chili. So, so here's so I went ahead and I looked on around at the district, the local department stores, and nobody had uh, the bigger sized uh, Dutch ovens. I wanted the thirteen quart, and they. Oh, okay. And uh, I settled on La Crusette. I watched a bunch of reviews of different Dutch ovens and the, there seemed to be the standard in as far as Dutch ovens are concerned. So it was, ex- it's expensive, but the, you know, they're like, you know, rock yeah, solid. Grip. Yeah. Yours. So I'm looking mine. If mine is probably the 15 point. Yeah. So the, the, the oval one is and 15. Let me be very clear. I'm looking at it on Amazon. I did not pay that for it twenty years. Yes, they <laughs> are. I looked at I almost ordered that one, but I was like, if I want to make sure it fits on my smoker, so I'm sure it would have, but I was like, let me just go with the size down and uh hey, I that's think still I'll a grip. Able. I mean that's still that'll, yeah, that'll still was, hurt your feelings. Yeah, yeah. So so that that was the point. The other thing was I was looking, should I get one that actually has the enamel covering? on it or or you know should i just get a solid uh steel uh, iron one and so what essentially what the difference is is they add this coating on the outside of it for cleaning purposes and b it also helps with uh not having uh sticky points in, in your in your uh Dutch oven. And the third reason, um, especially La Crusette, what they'll do is their inside is usually a lighter color. That allows you to see the meat better when you're trying to brown it. So oftentimes when you have the, yeah. So when you have the uh, all black Dutch oven, you're trying to brown meat, it's hard to see the surfaces changing colors as you're doing it because it's so dark down there. But having that lighter contrast on the inside allows you to pay more attention and and get more detail as to your browning process. So yeah. all of, all of this was like, oh, okay. So if folks you know have are looking at getting a Dutch oven after this, um, yeah, those are the t- kind of nuances you want to pay attention to. I uh, I honestly think Chris, when I bought mine, it was it was like two fifty. Wow! And now I, it's like almost seven hundred dollars or almost eight hundred dollars. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wish I had bought it then. And the thing is, too, what kind of spurred this as well is all of my pots in my kitchen are pretty much gone, going bad. You know, there's a lot of uh, um, once the the Teflon starts to peel, you don't want to use that stuff anymore. And so I just told my wife it's time to upgrade our pots and and clean out. And this would be an opportunity for us to clean out a lot of our like our lazy susan which stuff is just gets packed and packed and packed in towards the back and uh, all of a sudden we've got a bunch of stuff that we never use when we cook and it's just taking up space and um you know this is probably the time of year where i get super annoyed with clutter and i just start throwing things away or finding new ways to store them so um so i'm probably gonna go with the la crusette set as well and then just add oh my gosh you're yeah but not in the bank well not all the pieces because i don't need all the pieces 
but a couple of the pieces um, for sure I'll probably add to our arsenal. Uh, and you know, I expect to get some really good cooking out of it. So I went to Amazon because none of my local department stores had the, the big one. Hey, quick question before you go too far. Have you already bought your new pots? No, no. So I've been searching for new pots too, because I sent you a photo of my wife who, man, I'll tell you when I saw her using a metal spatula in the pot, I remember God, I was like, he had to be I talked down. Kids. I thought it was the kids, people. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I've been looking at granite stone because I, I think everybody's seen the videos for the that hex clad. Yep. And I've been checking out granite stone. I have a, I've always been an all clad person for my pots. And I'm just like, at this point, I'm like, it's not the pots are fine. It's the pans that usually go. That over time. Of, yeah. And you might want to take a look at granite stone. Because it seems to work pretty well compared to the hex clad, and it's a third the price. So, so I, have, I was like, uh, I can at least try. It. Like you can get a frying pan for like like thirty dollars. Yeah, I have a pan that's a stone. Yeah, uh, I bought it uh, for like we were on the way and we forgot our our pot. Um, so we stopped and grabbed one on when we, when we were going to the beach because you know a lot of times we bring our own oh, seasonings. Trash at the yeah when you go to yeah. rental house. And so we stopped on the way down and grabbed a, 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 a you know one to do eggs a frying pan and uh, ended up grabbing one with stone. It actually still it's held up very well. It still works pretty well. Yeah. Um, so I'll take a look and see. I'm yeah. I, I like yeah. I say I'm just been peeking around and I was like I need to get a couple new fryers. My pots are fine. And I was yeah. debating between this hex clad, and then I saw some videos reviewing that, but against granite stone, and it's the granite stone is it's like half to a third the price. And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, let's get back to the chili. Yeah, I'll take a look. I well, you know, part of this episode is to talk about the pots itself that we're using, right? Um, and so, you know, the awesome thing about Dutch ovens and skillets is that you can put the whole thing in your smokers and your ovens and finish off a cook or whatever. So that's part of the part of the process of why I went down this path anyway. Yeah. So, you know, with the nuances of the pot having the lighter color on the inside, the only other thing was yeah, the fact that I was telling folks, hey, I'm gonna put this whole thing in the smoker. And people are like, everybody had the universal question, uh, are you about to destroy that new pot that you just got? <laughs> you know, and I was like, they said it should be fine. I gotta go with that. So I ordered my pot and it came in. And I opened the box and I was like, mm, that doesn't look good. <laughs> and sure enough, when I opened the the main box, it, the, the pot was damaged. And I was like, it looked like something hit it directly. Yeah, for that and price, you got to return that thing. I, it, I, I don't return a lot of stuff, but I had to return that. Um, I was like, no, I can't spend that type of money on this thing. And it was, essentially, it was like a it was, I couldn't tell if it was a scratch or did it actually break. Um, but it couldn't have been a break because it would have been bent. So it was probably just a scratch. But the scratch was on both the inside and the outside. Either way, it was a weird looking damage to it. As like, I'm not starting out at this like like this. And the thing that really bummed me out was I had already went to the butcher to get the um, the uh, the meat for for the uh, for for, for the smoke. Ask, what kind of meat did you use? Did you use brisket or did you use uh, some brisket? Some... So 
So okay. interesting enough, a great question. Um, so I actually, when I watched the Meet Church uh, video, he did something that I thought was really, really cool. And he took a piece of chuck um, and smoked the chuck down, cut it into cubes, and then put that into the chili and let it cook down more into chili. And then as it cooked down in the chili, of course, it flavored it, but it also broke down and became more meat for the chili. And I thought that was really, really slick. Uh, and I really like that idea. So that's one of the things that I took. So I did a typical, uh, I still put ground beef. I had a pound of ground beef. I had, um, uh, 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 a half pound of sausage of ground sausage. And then I had bought a six. No, I said no, two pounds of ground beef, one pound of sausage. And then I bought a six pound piece of chuck and the same chuck that you would use to make a burger i just had them cut a six so you didn't pound use brisket up. at all i did not use brisket and brisket oh. i have done before i've taken leftover brisket and put it in chili but i didn't Probably want there's to. no leftover brisket right and so i was like <laughs> i gotta i got but seeing his video i knew i wasn't gonna go i'll do this again and i'll do it with brisket but just for the sake of doing this and what I and the way he did it, and I was like very interesting. So I used the uh, yeah the six pounds of chuck, and so I smoked that down for a couple hours. Um, I didn't take it all the way up. I actually took it off right around uh like one forty five, one fifty, um, and you know because I didn't I didn't want it to be mushy because I wanted to you know really break down inside of the uh, inside of the the uh, Dutch oven when it's when the rest of the chili was cooking. So I smoked that the night before the day before and then set, you know, let it cool off and then put that in the refrigerator. And then I also grabbed some jalapenos from my garden. I grabbed some scotch bonnet from my garden. Um, and then the other thing I did was, so I, this is something I want to make sure people understand is the, when you go to the store, and you buy chili powder, okay? There is a difference between buying chili powder and buying powdered chilies, okay? Chili powder is generally a mix of seasonings used to season up a chili, so it has, you know, maybe some cayenne in it. It has some onion powder. It has some thyme. It has a bunch of stuff in it. You don't have to do that, right? You can just use your own. And so I have a local store in the area that sells uh, high-end uh, seasonings. And um, so I went and talked to the guy, uh, the, the guy there, was looking at some different peppers, and he actually introduced me to a new pepper that's been powdered um, they sold it for a while, but it's new to me. And, you know, he was describing the flavors as pretty bold, not overly hot, uh, but it really adds, it adds like a deeper peppery taste to whatever you cook it in. I have to, I have to get the name of it. So uh, we'll, we'll put it in the show notes for sure, uh, for folks to give it a try. But so I had that, I had some ancho chili powder already. Um, yeah, but I think your real heat came from the scotch bonnets and the jalapenos, like just having fresh peppers. For sure, for sure. So the, deep, about that. the deeper, the deep peppery flavor that the chili that it came from the ancho and, and the, uh, and the other pepper that I used along, um, 
but the heat came from the scotch bonnet and the uh and the jalapenos that I cut up directly in there. So one unique thing that I did that I've never done before was I actually cut the peppers open and Smoke then I smoked them yeah. uh, in the smoker. And that, so, cause what, what I wanted to do is like, I didn't want to do a smoked chili and then not have a smoky flavor to the chili. You know what I mean? I wanted that smoke flavor to be deep. And uh, so I smoked the peppers uh, for a little bit, took those off and put them in the uh, refrigerator. Yeah. Keep once the, they cool them. Keep the seeds. Uh, I just, well, all I did was cut the tops of the peppers. Okay. So yeah, I cut the tops of the peppers. I took out like the core, but I left whatever seeds were in there, especially in the, uh, the scotch bonnet. And, uh, cause you know, and, uh, and, and sometimes I'll take like some of them out and then leave the rest in, uh, for some just to, you know, regulate the heat. Cause I have to, you know, I want my wife to enjoy my daughter. She's all in, but my wife is you know learning. She's gotten better, but she's not there yet. So a guy I worked with, he is a, <clears throat> he's a major chili head and our goal in life was to find something that he could no longer eat. Um, I've, have you ever heard of a, a seasoning called, it's not even a seasoning, it's an extract called the source. I haven't heard of the source, no. So I'm sure you've heard of like Matt, the, I think it's Mad Dog is another one that they have, but I got him the source and it's designed that you like take a toothpick, you put a, put a toothpick and get a little touch of it. And then with a pot of chili, you can just add like a, like a little drop of it and it will heat a pot of chili. He put, he took some and he thought he just put a little bit in a cup of chili he had. He's like, I knew I was in trouble when I saw it left a very long trail when I swirled the toothpick <laughs> in there. He said it was the first time, Rod, I've had a bowl of chili. He goes, it, he goes I got through half of it. I guess I, I couldn't do the other half. It was too hot. So, well, this, yeah, I, I don't no. know. Yeah, it's, I, it's a hot, I, it's an extract, but it is something else. I like some heat. Uh, I de you know, and I know I'm doing good when I'm s- sweating. Yeah, you know I mean that sweat starts to come a little bit. Oh yeah, it but it's enjoyable. So I don't in like I see you know my hats off to the folks that can go do these super hot challenges and all this stuff. I, I don't I don't want to be miserable. I just want yeah, the it, heat. He likes heat. He doesn't. He's, yeah, and that's his good. Goal isn't to be miserable, but he yeah. just. It's, yeah, I'm just talking about other, hot you know, enough. Yeah, I'm just talking about me in general. So yeah. I remember I went to uh, our local wing spot, and I was like, you know, what? let me try your hottest wing. And they don't even keep it on the menu. And they tell you if you order, you, you can't return it. So I got it, and I ate like two or three of the wings, and it was super hot. Um, but it did not taste good, and I was like. I'm eating this super hot stuff for the sake of saying I ate super hot stuff and I'm not enjoying the taste of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I can't do that either. Uh, so anyway, um, so I, so I, my new pot now cause came in and I was nervous opening the box, but the box looked significantly better. And the thing that bummed me out too is the Amazon box it was in looked great, but the, it was the actual, La Crusette pot that was damaged on the first one. But when I opened a box on this one, everything looked good. Pulled the pot out and got super excited. And the other thing, when you have a pot with the uh, enamel in it, it, there's no seasoning process. You don't have to season it. Yeah, it's ready. Yeah. It's ready to rock. Yeah. Cause it, once when you clean it, every literally there's nothing that remains on that pot. Right. So you get all the benefits, none of the downsides. I was ready to go. So I started the process. I took the, uh, La Crusette washed it and then I put it on the, the uh, stove and then the uh, first thing I did is dumped in my uh, ground beef um, I actually cooked the sausage separately 
seasoned up my ground beef. And then I went ahead and started stirring in the, uh, the sauces. Um, and, you know, I tend to go with a you know, mix of like chili, couple cans of chili sauce, couple sands, a couple cans of crushed uh, tomatoes. Cause again, I like my chili to have a bit of body to it. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, well, considering you have, I mean, you start starting point, you had nine pounds of meat going into it, six pounds yeah. of chuck, two pounds of beef, one pound of sausage. You're going to have some body to that thing. Yeah. Uh, and then I took the, uh, I took the chuck out, went ahead and, uh, cut that into cubes. Yep. Uh, and then the, um, the, uh, the smoked peppers that I had, I went ahead and cut those, diced those up, not diced them up, but cut them up and dumped them in there. Then I took some, uh, another couple of peppers that were not in there, cut those up and put them in there as well. And then, um, just to give it a little bit more heat, I took two more, uh, scotch bonnets, cut the top off and drop them directly in there. So they were in there. No, probably oh, but five you can remove that later. Yeah. Yeah. If, if need be. Right. So that was in there. The mix was in there. I put in all the, the, the pepper, the, the peppers in there, the uh, different, uh, powdered peppers. Um, and then I went to my garden, grabbed a, a nice, good couple sprigs of thyme, dropped that in there directly. Um, so mind you, I know the pot's going to be going on the smoker shortly here, but, to be fair, you smoke the chuck, you smoke yep. the jalapenos and scotch bonnet, and those are the main things that really got the smoke prior to it going on the smoker. Is that an accurate? That's correct. Yep. Okay, no, that's cool. correct. Yep. So everything else, I just when I put it all together on the oven, and then now was the big test. I brought had the uh, smoker going, rolling at uh, two seventy five. I had some um, pecan wood in there. That's uh, been using a lot of that lately. Yep. Um, had that on the smoker, had a nice smoke rolling, and I was able to slide the pot in without issue into my uh, stumps. And then, so how how um how long did you smoke it for? I actually smoked it for about six hours, uh, stirring periodically, uh, just letting it break down. And what I was kind of gauging it on was the what, what? Uh, a pecan pecan. Okay, oh, sorry, you did you did say that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so, and I was, yeah, I was just basing it on the breaking down of the uh, chuck that was in there. Um, and of course every piece didn't break down. Some of it was more fatty than yeah. and that's that just, it's not going to break down fully, but it, a lot, a good bit of it broke down. And plus it breaks down when, like, even if you have a chunk in there and when you scoop it up, it just immediately falls apart when you bite into it. So it was actually a really cool experience to have those chunks in there. Um, but uh, smoked it for about six hours and then went. Yeah, now the pot I bought is gray. It's like a gradient gray, so it starts kind of dark and then gets lighter and lighter and lighter. But it's gray. Um, by the time I took it off the smoker, it was brown. It was like a reddish brown. So I took it upstairs, uh, put it on. You stirred. Actually, before I took it upstairs, sorry. This is so I know some people like a soupier chili. Uh, some people like to be able to, to, you know, stick a, a a shovel in there and it just stands straight up. I'm somewhere in between. I like a thicker chili, um, but I don't like it overly thick. Like I don't I'm not a big fan of like the chilies where it's just all meat with some like somebody literally took a bunch of ground beef, put it in a bowl and took a toothbrush and just colored the meat with chili, pe- chili pe- uh, sauce and called it chili. I'm not a fan of that. 
Um, I like I like a little bit of both, especially you know you're putting it like on a hot dog you're not or a something. Fan of the chili they use on Seven Eleven hot dogs is what I'm hearing. Exactly. Yeah, where it just you have to you push the pump and yeah, it looks like somebody's sick. So yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm not doing that. It, you know, I'll eat it if it's there and it's good, but that's not my thing. I actually like it to be a bit more, um, a bit in between those two extremes. And yep. so I do add tomato paste. Uh, to the chili, yeah, it gives a bit bit deeper, it, bolder flavor. Yeah, gives it a bolder flavor, but it also tightens up, the, you know, the liquidy nature of the uh, of the chili. Um, so it's always gauging how much chili paste to put in there. I essentially put a half a can uh, of what I had in there, and that that gave me a perfect consistency as far as uh, what and I, I like. started using tubes of uh, of um, paste. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good idea because the cans are a pain because they just sit there. And if you don't use it within time, they go bad and I end up yep. throwing away tons of cans. Work great, man. Yeah, that's a great idea. Great tip. Um, so I and then, of course, with the chili paste, it does have that tomatoey flavor, which you're trying to cook out. Right. You want a nice mix mixing of flavors. And if you, you know, obviously, if you don't cook your chili too long or you add that paste and you don't let it cook out, you get a stronger tomato taste than what you're looking for. So, of course, I put the paste in, stirred it up started thinking up immediately and then just let it cook down probably another hour or so after I put the paste in. So now I'm taking the chili off. The pot does not look the same. My wife is horrified because she knows how much I spent on the pot. My daughter's like, daddy, the pot. <laughs> and I was like, don't worry about it. They said it's good. I'm going with that. Uh, so let's worry about what's about to go down, which is the tasting of this chili. And when I took the first bite rod, holy moly nice deep smoky flavor the peppers that rang through with all the different um heats and the the different flavors the fresh thyme that went in there man it, it was a really really good enjoyable chili oh and by the way um i did add i'm a beans and chili guy my wife's a beans and chili guy my daughter is not but so i don't so the compromise i don't put a ton of beans in my chili anymore um, then the beans do, and but one tip to give folks that are making chili, never, never, never put your beans in early in the process. You oh, gosh, yeah, they break down too fast, man. Yeah. Though you literally, I put my beans in pretty much when I'm taking the chili off the fire. Like when I'm removing the chili and it's done, that's when my beans go in. I do drain them and rinse them off a little bit. I use, you know, typical chili beans or kidney beans drop them in there, stir it in the heat from the chili. That chili is so hot. It's going to instantly cook, cook those beans, but it's going to leave the beans to remain there intact. Uh, so that's another tip when it comes to making chili. Don't put your beans in super early. You can literally pull it when it's done. So man, it was just, but, but eating that chili was super enjoyable, man. It came out absolutely perfect and you know i can see that my wife was not enjoying her chili because she kept looking at the pot so i dumped the chili into a container i took the pot over to the sink i turned on the uh, and i looked up to see what people how you know you should clean these pots and they just said soap water and you know we use one of those little green scrubbers and i did that i grabbed like a little scrubby that we had put a little soap on it and i mean Effortless, effortlessly as I wiped the pot all the smoke just came right off of it and just wiped it inside did you, you know. did you take a photo of the pot uh, like kind of the before like the before like the 
before. Yep, I, yep definitely. I have yeah, those. You definitely, you should definitely include photos because it is a gut wrenching punch when you see, I'll say, a beautifully a beautiful pot of that price, and you're like. It's Despite gone, when it's, you're like, everybody says it's going to be okay. It's like, it's not okay until it's clean. Like, right. I spent yeah. a lot of money on this. I don't want it looking like crap. Yep. Yep. I, I, uh, yep. I just wiped it down. I gave it a nice little scrubbing inside and out. The inside cleaned perfectly. The outside cleaned perfectly. And, you know, the only spot that will like, you know, that I can see will generate over time is the the top of the brim. Right. Because they don't coat that top piece, because if you are a person that likes to bang your spoon to get off whatever is on it, you could potentially, you know, start damaging the enamel, which can then spread to the rest of it. So they don't coat the top of it on purpose. So but it cleaned fine. But I can see that getting some buildup over time. Um, And but obviously, honestly, not a big deal. Cleaned everything. The pot looks brand new. And I, I will say the times I've used mine, it's typically where like I'm cooking like a chicken mm-hmm. and I'll put it skin side down to render a lot of that fat out. Yep. Yep. Flip it, take the chicken out, then do my veggies like my maraquois. Um, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, your onions, your carrots, your celery. Your holy grail. Yes. Get those going, kind of get the brown bits so it starts to create your the flavoring that you need in the pan, then hit it with your sauce, put your chicken back in, throw it into the oven, let and honestly cover it up. And the nice thing, obviously on the smoker, you don't want to cover because you want the smoke flavor to get in there. But when you cover those things up, what's in there stays in there. It is. Yeah. It is. is They're tremendously well sealed. Like in contrast to what you typically get with like a, um, a crock pot, you don't get that. Good you know, yeah, you're seal. never going to get that seal. And in that fact, my, the crockpot lid usually has like a little hole in it for steaming and all that stuff. This thing yeah. that, you know, once that pot, that lid goes down, it's a wrap, you know, whatever's in heavy. It. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This thing is, is super heavy, but I love it. And so that's what's leading me to grab, at least for the pots, um, because I'm replacing my pots. I'm going to grab uh, probably a set of pots from them and then, um, looking at, they had actually, La Crusade actually makes, uh, some, some, fr- uh, f- uh, coated pans as well, coating frying, coated frying pans. But, yeah. uh, I'll take a look at the, the stone I'm ones gonna, before I'm I pull gonna give that it a, I'm going to give it a look as well. Uh, again, I, like I say, I was looking around for options and, yeah, they actually, I'm and they're relatively, La Crusette signature pan, and that is range it's, between it's affordable. Yeah, it's affordable. Yeah, it's not crazy. It's more yes. than the stone ones, but, yeah oh come on like i'm looking at the you can get a two-pack of the hard anodized uh, granite stone for like 50 dollars 60 bucks so it's it's a huge difference but again you got to figure out what it is you're going for and my issue is i still have kids who don't always use your pots right or you replace them every two three years anyway and and i think the biggest challenge you run into with most pots especially like the like what I've had, like, mind you, I'm an all clad person, been an all clad person for almost 20 years yeah. is that over time you get like this build up grime and like, no matter how much hard, cause you can't scrub it with like a Brillo pad cause you destroy right. the pot, but no matter how hard you scrub it, you can't get it back to that perfect clean. And you're just like, it's like, I feel like at some point in time, you're like, I just gotta get rid of this pot. Cause I feel like I'm cooking with something that's dirty. Right. Cause I can, if I scratch my fingernail, you can kind of scratch it off, but it just builds up over time. So, I was like, do I still want to pay the money for all clad, which I love. And I mean, I love all clad, 
Or should I try something else now? I've been doing all clad for 20 years. I think I've had three sets of pots in 20 years. So Yeah, yeah. You've been all clad. I You bought the all clad. I stuck, took a step down. I bought the Cathlon. Uh, Cathlon is good stuff, too. I do yeah. have some Cathlon stuff. And uh, But that, all of my stuff is gone the way of the dodo and i cleared out that whole area i just took it all to the dump and just tossed it i was just so finished and then my mom had bought me uh, me and my wife a rachel ray set uh which actually you know held up pretty well um yeah. for yeah, a while so but uh even those are going out of here now so i'm just getting a set of pots that we can use and you know reclaim some of the space that we all lost when we just accumulated this bunch of pots over time so i'm looking at the other ones but uh folks man it's it, like socks for you yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you can come, you come talk to me about socks. These new ones are awesome. <laughs> but, you know, the, the smoke chili, definitely a thing that I'm going to do again very soon. I'll probably, I may potentially do the next one with a brisket um, just to kind of see how, if I can A, approve upon the process and B, um, you know, to try different meat. Now, what did I learn and what would I do differently? Uh so one of the things that I think it actually, because I end up using about five cans of sauce, I, I even though I said I don't like it where, you know, it's like overly meaty, I think yep. I would have liked a bit more ground beef in there. Um, so I'll probably step up to like another pound of ground beef and maybe a half pound of sausage. Um, I think it it had a bit of room uh, for that in there. But other than that, I think uh, I I liked everything else. I'll probably add a bit more herbs uh, to it as well. Um, but other than that, other than those two things, I'll I'll, I'll probably add a, some some more herbs. And did did you at least take a picture of the chili that you say was so good that you made? Oh yeah, I posted it actually, and uh, so oh in the things. group, that's right. Yeah, you yeah. Did, and this well, I posted it on uh, on the barbecue and tech uh, Instagram and Twitter as well. And uh, but. Uh, of course, it'll be the header for this episode. But yeah, so as winter comes up, folks, and you're looking for some new ideas or different things to smoke, man, I would definitely give this smoked chili a try if you already have. I would not tell you to go out and buy an expensive Dutch oven um, if you don't already have oh, one. Just find a friend who has one. Yeah, yeah, as long fine. as it's a good quality one, it, it yeah. has to be an animal. Especially if you're going to put it in a smoker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, or if you have a, a regular cast iron one, there's plenty of them out there, you know, on under a hundred bucks that seem to have good reviews. I just wanted to get one that was going to be along the lines of what I was getting with the rest of the set. So, but I got this gray because I'm getting the, the other one, the, the color that we're going with for the, for our kitchen they didn't have a Dutch oven of this size in that color. So I just went with gotcha. a darker one. And that also went with the darker one in case it does start to, you know, turn colors or whatever. It wouldn't be that big a deal. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I went with the darker the gray. But uh, I let my wife pick the color for the other pots. Uh, so, you know, because she likes to decorate the kitchen. So there you go. So that's it. Uh, man, a lot of great feedback for uh the chef chef calvin and um in our previous episode uh with our pit master both both had a lot of feedback and a lot a lot of people loved both of those episodes so really happy i am actually uh yeah, i think uh it's it it's nice like i think we definitely have to get tyler back on at some point in time and i know there's oh, um, definitely and uh, honestly one of his so, colleagues is actually another good barbecue person 
Yeah, yeah well, that and she's she's got some great ideas. And uh, and I'm in fact, we are going to do a special episode with her because she does a um, a charity event where there's a bunch of police officers here in the area that takes a kid that doesn't have any parents and they actually buy them Christmas presents. So when she found that out, she started doing like a little charity event where they uh, brought in like a pit master. They smoked some food. And then the money she raised, she would distribute among like the, I think it's like 10 officers or something like that. So that to help offset some of the cost of buying the gifts. And so I thought that was really cool. And she, you know, and she's shy, but, uh, you know, she said she'd be, we want to, we're going to probably go up to actual to the store, have a chat with her, talk about the event, talk about the charity. So it'll be a bonus episode, um, down the line, uh, um, that we'll do with her. And uh, talk some barbecue with her because she's yeah, super we'll have to smart. Get another, another bonus episode in between because I know we're going to try to wrap for Thanksgiving and yep. we'll try to drop a bonus episode because I know I'm doing prime rib for Christmas. So we yeah, we'll do a bonus that. episode with our prime rib. Um, and then we are so next episode will be our last for the season three. Um, and that will be Rod and I. We have decided to do uh, Thanksgiving again together this year. And so you guys will sit in and listen to us plan out our Thanksgiving meal. So that'll be a lot of fun. I think those episodes also uh, seem to uh, do well and people really enjoy kind of hearing because I think people get ideas right from what we're doing and people comment on what they're doing. And I, I love the interaction that happens after those episodes. So we'll do this one uh, where we plan Thanksgiving 2022. And, uh, awesome. and then I've got some great guests lined up for uh, season four. Um, one of the cats from the, uh, from the, the seasoning, uh, herb place, uh, is going to come on and talk to us about the different peppers and, you know, the nuances of growing them, what people should look for, um, mixing them together. So, so going a bit beyond, uh, what we are typical knowledge of seasonings and peppers and stuff like that, um, which is big on, you know, for barbecue, right? All the, all the peppers we use in, in the rubs. Uh, so understanding how those things come along is going to be awesome. And then um, also don't give it all away, man. Good okay, gracious. Yeah, I'll keep it. I'll keep it. I'll keep the rest of the secret. We got another one. I think people are really, really going to like. And uh, yeah. So, all we're right. working on so let's, yep. Before you spill the beans on the entire show, hopefully you guys enjoy uh, this particular episode on smoked chili. Um, if you have questions, Chris is always willing to field questions, but you got to get into the discord, uh, group so that, uh, you can talk a little bit about those, that chili and, uh, how to get there. Obviously no one's going to be making chili this close to Thanksgiving, but, uh, post Thanksgiving. And I know you always do some good soups and stuff like that, which we should definitely touch on that because it's always something extra to do with your Thanksgiving. So maybe in our Thanksgiving episode, we'll actually touch on, uh, soups to do specifically with your extra ham and your extra turkey. But with that being said, um, you guys know how to support the show. Definitely jump into Discord, have some conversations with us there. Uh, follow us on Twitter, follow us on uh, Instagram. Uh, and then most importantly, tell your friends about the show uh, so that they can get in and get their barbecue game turned, yep. either turned around or just turned up a little bit of a notch from uh, tips that we find out there. Yep. Until yes. next week. We out. Peace. Peace. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. are on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.